I'm Oz and this is Jake. Hello. After making billions of dollars selling to Disney, I am just shocked that George Lucas has been so bold as to set his own Star Wars sequels in Toronto. You're in the damn woods. Welcome to the Damn Woods Monday Media Podcast. It's your boys Jake and Oz, and uh, we're doing time. a little bit. Uh, go ahead. It's time for where are they now? It's true. Where are they now, Oz? Where are Hayden Christensen and Nicholas Cage? Friend of the show, Nicholas Cage, and I don't know some guy, <laughs> Hayden Christensen, homeless guy who wandered in off the street onto the set. Hayden Christensen. So we had a, I, uh, we had our Nick Cage movie marathon recently. Again, yeah, so we'll get I mean, to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll continue with our Nick Cagery, but like first up, we found a film that basically we didn't think was real when we saw the poster initially. I was like, that can't be what this really is. No, no, this can't be real. This looks like a joke. Hmm. It's not. It's not. It's a real movie. It's a very real movie that exists. Uh, it's called Little Italy. And holy shit! Yeah, it's fucking. I mean, you know how the damn wood stance on it, Italians is pretty commonly known, but holy fucking shit! How do you make to Italians like more annoying as like a weird concept? Put them in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I'm still kind of in awe, honestly, that this film got made. I don't know how the fuck this got made. It was amazing. Like, it's one of those things where you're just like, what fucking actual dark force powers did Hayden Christensen learn to guarantee this movie get funding? It's like, all right, pitch into the studio. Like, okay, so it's a remake of Romeo and Juliet. Okay, I'm already on board. Like what this is People love that shit. Okay. Uh, It's set in Canada. All right, mm. great, great. We're going to get the guy from Star Wars. Perfect. Loved him in mm-hmm. Star Wars. This is amazing. And the guy from American Top Gear. And the guy from American Top Gear. <laughs> and, and we're going to like just jam in as many like fucking stereotypes as possible. They found as many like Italian bit actors as they could. And they were like, hey, you want to be in this movie where you play an Italian in a pizza store? And they were like, hey, you know, like hey, that. Yeah. And it's fucking. Yeah. Danny Aiello is in this. Oh Danny Aiello is a real fucking actor. I don't know what happened. Actually, there's two real fucking actors in here. Jane Seymour and Danny Aiello are both in this. Somehow. And, like, like, are they on, are they, are they falling on hard fucking times? It would make a lot of sense, because, for real, what I mean, the we know fuck? Why, we know why Hayden Christensen took this movie. It's because yeah. there's no other fucking movies for Hayden goddamn Christensen. Yeah, he has to do the convention circuit, which I feel a little bad about, because, you know, you have to deal with nerds all the time. But at the same time, he was not good in the Star no. Wars prequels. No. Nobody was. Academy Award winner fucking Natalie Portman was not good in the Star Wars prequels. No. 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 No one was good. It was bad. They were bad movies. Yeah, but for real, though, just what the hell? 
how did this script get approved? How did they get the money to make this movie? I don't know. I like it's had to be like a blackmail situation because like I'm even looking at like the names and they're like, what's the most Italian names we can think of? They're like Luigi, <laughs> Vince, yeah, perfect. Got him, Carlo. Okay, Leo. Gah. Here we go. Oh Jesus! So it's it's so, Romeo. And, it's low stakes Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that's all it is. It's like no stakes Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, they're, actually. they're no one a, dies. No one dies. Uh, it's over a pizza joint. That's the that's the source of disagreement. Because they wanted <sighs> to name the pizza after their grandmother or grandfather, and so these longtime friends were enemies now. Immediately, because they're Italians and they can't be trusted to act like humans. Jake's going to keep trying to veer this episode back to the what he calls the Italian question. But it's a very reasonable direction to veer. <laughs> but uh, I mean, this there's no part of this film that is redeeming. Like um, Alyssa from, Milano took a, a break from being insane on the internet to uh, to appear in this as well. Still, though, yeah, like this. This is a potent combination of like dated references and just like. <laughs> Oh, overt racism and sexism and not even like what you would think because it's like okay well, you like know the they're gonna make way. fun of italians because it's called little italy it's gonna happen and then no I, I feel like they got a couple days into shooting and they're like i don't think there's enough stereotypes in play here yeah uh let's add a couple indian characters it's canada of course is canada wait is like so quick quick question uh-huh are Indian pizza joints a common thing in Canada? Because, I mean, like our town, like Oz and I's town has an Indian pizza joint. It's and true. we have a tiny, tiny town. That is true. I don't know. So I'm just speculating. Maybe in northern climates, uh, Indian families uh, flock to pizza joints and make them. I don't know. I'm confused. This is the worst film I've ever seen. It's up there. I don't know that it's like, the worst, but it's certainly in the running. Top like, five. This is like, bottom five, I guess. Fu- yeah, bottom five. This is. This could very easily be like a mystery science theater movie. Oh my God. Like, really easily. And, like, there's. So here's, here's something I will say for it. The movie. There's not enough to it. They didn't have. There's not enough depth that they could fuck up production a lot. So it's like hyper generic, like, uh, you know, free to use fake Italian music and shit. A lot shit, of, that, and you're a lot just of like, um, fucking like Mumford and Sons sound alike bands. Oh, God. Yeah. Fucking clones of fucking. What's great is I don't know what those dudes look like. I just assume it's like four people who look like that one fucking singer I don't like. Who's kind of like one of those Mumford types. <laughs> probably. Um, like, realistically, that's probably name. it. Uh, you know, he has like the you know fucking like the the full face beard and like the curly hair and the fucking glasses. That's all of them, Jake. <laughs> you know what I'm talking? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like that's this whole soundtrack is like either like it's music you'd use for a commercial that didn't cost you any money because it's like this sounds Italian and you're like yeah, so it's like and you're just like, Ugh. Uh, actually or, it's all car it's commercial this- music. It really is. Uh, or like, like between, local between Italian the, restaurant music. Like the car commercials that make Italian jokes because that's a thing. Mm. Uh, or Is that a thing? Or 
it's the fucking well yeah like oh that's totally been a thing i'm not imagining that this is not like not some making it up crypto racism on my part or anything i mean here's the deal <laughs> look we all know how to make fun of italian car companies and it's various it's the word tony tony gets thrown around a lot it's fine hey anyway tony. fix um, it again tony um, the other the other components here though are <laughs> uh, the those the fake indie bands because if yeah. you're like marketing the Honda Civic, you know right. you're not going to pay for the real Mumford and Sons, but you will God, get the cover no, it's band. Not for the Civic, for the Accord maybe, but not for the, the Civic. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the other way around. I don't know what their fucking model tiering is, but the Civic is the the starter model. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So for the. For the Civic, then, yeah, they're not going to spend a lot of money on that. No. Ed Sheeran is who I'm thinking of. Ah, that fucking guy. The guy who, like, hilariously, to me anyway, uh, guessed it on <laughs> on uh, fucking Game of Thrones and made people mad. I mean, that's funny. What was he on Game of Thrones? Was he like, Ed Sheeran he was some, getting He was executed? just some fucking random guy, basically Ed Sheeran. They're like, you know, here's the bard, Eduardo Chirino. Like, yeah, he was like, he was like with some party of dudes out in the, the wild wilderness. I mean, look, we can all, I mean, there's, you know, Game of Thrones is a fantasy universe. So obviously the idea that Ed Sheeran would be in the wilderness is very within that world. Yeah. See, there you go. It's fucking anyway. So like half this soundtrack sounds like fucking shitty Ed Sheeran clones who I want to, mm-hmm. you know, shove into a locker. Uh, and the other half is, you know, fucking, god damn it, free to use Italian music. Yeah. But beyond that, like, after like all like the weird, like the weird, like everyone's an Italian stereotype stuff, the two Indian stereotypes who fucking hate each other, um, cause they're, you know, it's a feud and the Indians are very dedicated to their new bosses for some yeah. reason. Just like I fucking, I would, I can't imagine being dedicated to fucking, uh, you He's, know, Mark fucking or you know, not Mark. Suck. What's his name? Adam fucking Ferrara. It's <laughs> like a fucking anything, but like it's just it's, it's all underscore. <laughs> what with Hayden Christensen and Emma Roberts being like the most wooden humans on the planet incredibly wooden and you're just like they're like yeah we're in love and you're like oh are you though like they're like we were we was best friends and now we went on three dates and we're in love and our families are also getting married and and you're just like kill me yeah oh jesus it's just oh it's it's maybe one of the laziest films i've ever seen the mighty danny aiello has fallen like Danny, like you've seen him in tons of shit. He was, I mean, he was in Moonstruck, which is also about Dagos, but you know, um, <laughs> he was in fucking The Professional. Oh, he was in Hudson Hawk. Holy shit! Never mind. Maybe Danny Aiello hasn't fallen as far as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah the, no. Okay, the, never mind. The Chinese yeah, 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 guy. Yeah. I forgot about that. And then they make I, him like, gay because like, it's like, well, we need we need to get some more stereotypes in here. Yeah, they're like, hey, we <laughs> we need to hit as many of these minority buttons as possible, and let's make them the most shallow characters that we can imagine because no character in this movie has any depth anyway. No, no, they're all completely one dimensional. 
except for uh, Jane, except for the dads, the patriarchs who are zero dimensional. Yeah, they are. They are an Italian joke made human in each respect. And yeah. you're just like, oh god, it's incredible. Honestly, like it's just so stupid. It's really stupid. It's really bad. Like, I man, I swore a lot during this entire film. But like Hayden Christensen, like real talk, like I don't like like I said, I don't want to shit on the guy because he's got enough of a shit. He was in the prequels, so you know. Like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be really real. Hayden is half Italian and grew up in fucking Ontario. Yeah, I didn't know did that. He, did he bankroll this? <laughs> yeah, is this a Hayden Christensen production? It's a Hayden Christensen. This is, is this Hayden Christensen's life story? Look, the point here is that technically. His acting was better in this than in the prequel trilogy. It, okay, so yeah, but... But, on average, the acting was much worse. <laughs> yeah, across the board, really. Like, imagine if it was Hayden Christensen flanked by, like, 30 Jar Jar Binks. Oh, God, that's, that's kind exactly, of what's going on here. It's just a bunch of Italian Jar Jar Binkses wandering around being like, Hey! Just hey! Like, Fuck! It's hey, brutal, fuck up, uh, guys. The pizza. There's, and then, I mean, and like, then, like you, uh, you know, that's you an get actual the, line from the script, though. Uh, plus, they've got the uh, the fucking like dated Gordon Ramsay jokes, like layered onto yeah, one character. This movie plus was shot and released this year. Oh my god! And it there was. are Gordon. They stole Gordon Ramsay memes from like 2010. Yeah. And then, and and then, because that's not even where this ends. No. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Christ. Yeah, they they, they jam stereotypes in all over the place. And, oh, God, what was the one other thing that I was thinking of here? Because there's so many, there's so many, like, fucking, oh, right, the horny cop. Like, let's just have a throwaway scene with an ultra horny cop to Mm -hmm. highlight how hot Hayden Hayden Christensen is, his character is, supposedly. He, the cop lets them off. Like after, the other... after baking weed into pizza, which is like this. They, the, like, the that's not escalated. oregano, that's marijuana. Well, yeah, like what was the fucking, like, what was the, the prank one guy, before that? What was the fucking prank before that? There was no prank before that, I think. There was just. No, there was like one before that, but it was like really minor. And then it's like, well, we'll get them by putting drugs oh, no, in the it was, pizza. They, they put fucking curry powder in the sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! Oh my fucking god! It's painful. It's painful. It's hard to watch. Uh, we did it for you, and also we shouldn't have. But yeah, we really should not have done that for you. Holy shit! Like guys. I'm sorry, listeners, but you're not worth it. No one is worth this. I wouldn't ask anyone to sit through this film. No, not for any like, reason. Not even if I disliked someone. Um. Emma Roberts looks like a, I don't know if she's a real actress or not. She was in Scream Queens, which is a show, I guess. And she's in American Horror Story. Okay. Well. Which seems like a popular show. Those both seem like probably better than this. Yeah. Like I, in, I appreciate, you know, trying to jumpstart the film career, but not this This is one. not the way to do it, fellas. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get the it. notoriety of having been on screen with Hayden fucking Christensen. It's true. In a film where he's the strongest actor. He is. 
He really is, and it's really legitimately like, wow, distressing. Yeah. I and like honestly, it's one of the things where I'm just like, Jane Seymour is in this. Doctor Quinn herself. Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. Yeah. Look, here's here's the deal. Like, I I think my feelings are maybe best summed up by when I was watching the end credits, and they had like bloopers and jokes and stuff. Oh God, I didn't stick through that. Yeah, shit. And, and and my reaction to that was, well, at least somebody had fun. <laughs> Because I did not. God, that's rough. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I went into this expecting shit, and it got worse than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, this is this, going this to be, can't be good. terrible. And what we didn't expect was, that would be correct, but also it would just be bad. Like, really bad. Like, I, yeah, I didn't expect that I would, I would be highballing my expectations here. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lowball this. I'm gonna assume it's gonna be shit, and then somehow they were like, "Nope, we're diving under your estimate as hard as possible." <laughs> it's actually much Hayden worse. Hayden Christensen, strongest actor in the movie, Hayden Christensen. Again, I fucking, I'm amazed they didn't shoehorn in a fucking Anakin joke. Oh God, I'm shocked. Everything else they did was such low hanging fruit. Like I'm like, amazed like, they didn't just go for that fucking real obvious like adam ferrara doesn't want to talk about american top gear because no one wants to talk about american top gear i don't know that anybody has talked about american top gear before this podcast no it's in case you haven't been made aware american top gear is a thing it's not good also british top gear is still a thing and it's also not good yeah just go watch the amazon series it's you know got the guys that are good for god's sake um yeah, so this movie's bad. Don't see this oh, movie. Yeah. Uh, so someone put it on a list of movies called Dramedy. <laughs> oh, really though? Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's one of those things where you're like, what does the director of this film have on everyone in this movie? Like, what black did did all these people attend a murder party at some point? And he's so, just like, "Come do my shitty fucking rom com, or I will tell the fucking world." It's in that same territory of movies that did anyone look at the script or maybe oh, give God, it a second yeah. pass, edit it at all. Did anyone see this is a rated R movie? How? In what universe? I don't know. The tagline for it is three generations, two families, one forbidden love. Uh, <laughs> Shakespeare is like twirling in his grave right now. Yeah, you could power a small country with it. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so official damn wood stance. Don't see this movie. See and this if anyone movie. tries to make you hit them, let's let's move on. So hey, to, yeah, you remember how it seemed like, uh, fucking Nick Cage was just off his rocker and just doing whatever fucking movie he was offered and etc. Yeah, y'all remember that? Like, oh mm-hmm. man, Nick Cage is totally over. I mean, I've never said Nick Cage is totally over, but Nick Cage is, uh, he'll do whatever he wants because he's Nick fucking Cage. 
But yeah, he has been taking some real shitty movies. Yeah. Like, Humanity Bureau is an amazing stinker. Like, it's a, it's definitely a film. It's legally a film. That's all I can really say about legally it. Legally speaking, it is a movie. It's a film. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, here we are in the present where he made a movie with the director of Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yep. Now, those of you, that was the third or fourth episode of the show, I think. It was real early. Um, for those of you not familiar with Beyond the Black Rainbow, it's an amazing film and you should see it. It's just yes. real fucked up and weird. This is also a real fucked up and weird movie, but in a great, several great ways. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking, obviously, about Mandy, which is currently airing in theaters, and you can get it on your TV, your televisions. Because it. Honestly, if you have the, the option studios of seeing are it in the theater, you should do it. cowardly to give it just a full theatrical release. They're like, it's a Nick Cage movie. And just like, yeah, it's the best Nick Cage movie probably ever made. This is probably Nick Cage's greatest performance. It's amazing. Like, it's it's really fucking good like i don't think we can oversell this necessarily no like if you are at no. all into horror or horror action or revenge films this, this is like i mean this is easily the greatest revenge film ever made it's up there man i would say like if it's not neck and neck with john wick it surpasses it yeah i mean like it's in the it's definitely in like the genre of like you kill you've destroyed something i love and now i'm going to destroy everything about you yeah as a concept it's like this and like fucking what was that other that was that korean flick with the hammers oh uh old boy old boy it's you know it's it's that that vein of like visceral like fuck you kind of cinema like and additionally it's the so since it's the guy who directed beyond a black rainbow it's like it's fucking total lunacy, and it's like it, it is visually very appealing to look at. Yes. So, uh, like, spoilers Panos, from here on. Panos Cosmatos. Okay. Yeah, Panos the Cosmatos. Name, uh, yeah. The director, and. Which makes perfect sense. As soon as you see, like, oh, he directed this movie in Beyond a Black Rainbow, and you're like, yeah, that makes, yeah, mm hmm. A guy mm-hmm. named Panos would direct these movies. So we've talked about Beyond the Black Rainbow years ago now. Um, yeah, yeah. And it is this masterfully done um, sci-fi horror, sci-fi horror uh, that leans really hard on the aesthetics of the technology of that yep. era, like how overly sterile things felt. Sure. And I would say that Mandy goes in the opposite direction. It's a lot more organic. It's a lot more just like people. Yeah on the ground living their lives and in doing so it makes it raw and brutal in a way that beyond Mm -hmm. the black rainbow only kind of dips its toes into sure totally i can definitely agree with that it is uh go ahead yeah fuck i'm I'm just i'm still kind of in awe like oh yeah no it's like i'm probably gonna watch this again like today at some point i am very tempted to Cause it's like, it's fucking like, here's the deal. I don't know if you guys have seen like listeners. There's a, uh, a little short 
uh, interview Nick Cage did with GQ recently where he talks about his most notable roles, and Mandy's one of them. And, yeah. Uh, and it uh, turns out Nick Cage is actually just a real actor and no one knew it. Which like, is... Nick, Nick Cage, even in shitty roles that he takes for, to fund his supervillain house, he's, like, giving 1,000%. Fucking apparently. Like, the the fact that uh, Vampire's Kiss is his favorite movie of all time that he's done is just too real. Like, yeah, well, of course it, was it face is. Off. He said Face Off was... No, no, he said he said his personal favorite to work on had been oh work on gotcha. Uh, yeah, was, I think I think he says was I think he, uh, later later on in the interview he says that Face Off was his favorite like the favorite thing, but uh, I don't know Face Off he got to use I I think that's maybe where we're getting it twisted because Face yeah. Off he got to use a lot of the things he tried in Vampire's right. Kiss. That's it, and so that's yeah. why he um yeah the two he liked it, there. but it's fucking amazing. Um, have we watched Vampire's Kiss for this program? No, we haven't watched Face Off either. Because Vampire's Kiss is unbelievably fucked up. Yeah, and Face Off is Face Off, so I think we should probably do those in the future. Yeah, that's probably in the cards now. And the next Nick Cage, next Nick Cage episode is going to be fucking Face Off and Vampire's Nick Kiss. Nick Cage Jesus flashback, Christ. but ugh, yeah, Nick Cage manages to keep it under wraps for the f- whole first half of the film. Yeah, he's like dialed way down, and you're like, man, Nick Cage is playing a dude who's got a happy life and yeah, just real, chilled out. Real chill dude, nice life, live out in the woods and everything. And then we introduce the freaks. Oh, yeah. So, so let, let, let's just go ahead and drop like spoiler tag here. Please go see this movie. Like, go see it in the theater if you can. Uh, honestly, pay money for it if you have the option to. One hundred percent. Like this is this is a good movie. This should be encouraged. Like. Fuck, it's really, really good. Yeah. It's See, fucking man. Like I I can't say enough good about this fucking movie. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So spoiler territory from here on out. Spoiler um, territory. But yeah. Uh oh my god. Nick Cage so is mad. like he's yeah, so he's got like a very nice life and his wife who's a metalhead and an artist and a weird lady and they're out in the woods and they look happy and you're like oh this is like the happiest i've seen nick cage in a movie yeah <laughs> and uh that's like the first like the first 30 minutes is just them setting up how happy nick cage is yeah it's and how good I mean, it's his a life pretty is. slow burn honestly it really like the, is uh, a lot of shit you know most of the movie happens before they actually drop the title card of the film as though oh yeah the entire first half is just the the pre credits roll like just the lead in yeah 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 and uh, each title card has its own kind of like because they go through a few title cards each mm-hmm. one has its own like segment or they each segment has its own card and it's like the the initial one's like a very like like almost like 80s synth wavy kind of look and it's like a very like it's like a like a happy colors and you're just like yeah this is nice and the second one is like it's a, a smoky seventies like kind of like fucking weird hippie cult look because, because that's that is who you the meet. cult of, what is it the cult of the new dawn the cult of the new dawn um 
who are just textbook fucking weirdo 70s 80s uh pacific northwest cult yeah believing that their dude is the i don't know the vessel the the incarnation of god or what have you jebus jebus himself gee whiz um so the 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 whole beginning is like you know you set it sets up nick cage's happy life and uh, the cult is shown being just anytime they like the cult leaders on screen, it's full tilt insanity. He's just super fucked up. And you're like, man, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he tells his cult to go steal Nick Cage's wife, basically. And uh, they he gives his cult dude his like his first second in charge there a whistle. Like, like almost like an ocarina made of rock. Mm-hmm. Like meteorite. And, and he tells him to to uh, to go get her. And so they go out in the woods, and they blow this whistle like three times. And it's got a really cool sound effect attached to it, and it's like very creepy. It, it sounds almost like um, like those Aztec war whistles a little bit. A little bit. The ones that sound like screaming. Yeah. Which, by the by, like, man, Aztec I would not have fucked terrifying. with the Aztecs. No, like I would have stayed on my ship and been like, nope, never mind. It's too weird. It's too weird. It's too weird over here. They have a lot of gold, but maybe not worth it. Let the Spaniards go first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, fuck, though. It is just. Yeah. So just the the whistle summons the fucking um, a biker gang. Yeah. The black skulls, which are insanely metal. Because they don't look human no, at all. They don't look or act human. Like, imagine if someone was like, hey, what if dudes from the Road Warrior were in a horror movie? That is exactly what it is. They have that Road Warrior feel, but instead of being like over the top, you know, there is no need for violence, you know, that type of they, like They are fucking needing bombastics. the violence at all times. Like, I, I guess it's the difference between like, you could say that Mad Max is heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And so the these characters, the the black skulls, are the black metal incarnation. Oh yeah, of totally. That it's, type it's of character. It definitely has like that kind of like you know super brutal feel, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, yeah, I just do not fuck with this. Like that is just like that was amazing. I was like, I don't like that aesthetic is super good, and there's an, there's like an amount of it that I'm like, like they they. They exude do not fuck with this group of lunatics very effectively. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, from the second you see them, you're just like, wow. These are like these are definitely the like the villains of the piece. Um, yeah. Like, there's no ambiguity. So, and that's like this is not a a film that needs ambiguity. This is not a film None. that no. wants you to be like guessing as to characters' motivations. Everybody no, you, is exactly as they are, present themselves. Motivations are dead clear the entire time. Um, so they the they they trade a jar of blood and a cult member who the cult leader doesn't like to the. Uh, to the black skulls as like a, a payment for the job, which is kidnapping Nick Cage's wife and tying Nick Cage to a tree outside his house with barbed wire in his mouth. Mm-hmm. 
you know, pretty standard shit, pretty normal. The shit. home invasion scene is amazing. God, I so, was like, this, fuck this. <laughs> Cosmodos's use of lighting is, is just oh. incredible. It's so like it's always colored and it's very active. There's very mm-hmm. few like static lighting shots. The lighting is always super dramatic. There's strobing, it changes or, a lot, uh, yeah. blinking, or just all types of things happening. Uh, I also want to give a, a quick shout out here as we're talking to it. Um, this is the last film oh, yeah. that was scored by, um, oh God, what's the man's name? I know what you mean. Uh, I find it here because I had the wrong wiki article up. That's fine. Oh, man, it's showing here in Seattle. I should probably go and see you it on the big probably screen. probably go fucking see that, yeah. This fuck, it is good. Um, screenplay by, music by... Uh, uh, Johan Johansson of yeah. Iceland. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Iceland. Died very recently, uh, like February. And God, his music is just so good in this. It's very creepy. Like, it's just really good, like, synth, but fucking weird atmospheric synth. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It is... Atmospheric is pretty much like the best word to describe this movie. Yeah. Like, it's like, yep, this is, uh, fuck. Uh, he also did the, um, the music in Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, or had a, had a hand in it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, though. Mm hmm. I, oh. he it's just a it's outstanding like every every bit of it you're just yeah. like fuck so me the home invasion yeah the home they, invasion they tie up nick cage's character red they yeah fucking drug mandy yep like <laughs> lsd and a giant wasp because you know it's a covered in lsd yeah why not and then try to give her to the cult leader and she just fucking laughs at him. God. Ugh. Which is that so whole good. scene is great. You're just like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, so as a result of like this whole like really, really creepy scene where I think like the cult leader's current uh, head lady is real upset and is kind of like enjoying the fact that Mandy is laughing at him. Um. And like I, I, I do like also uh, when he's like, "Well, what do you think?" He's like, "I think a reaper is coming." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Ah, oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, you're right." <laughs> <laughs> it's on, and uh, so they they fucking burn her alive because they're not and really ones for half measures. It seems like. No, they put her in a bag, string the bag up, and light it on fire and burn her alive in front of Nick Cage, who is still tied to a tree with barbed wire in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he is not thrilled, as one might imagine. Yeah. Um, throughout the entire beginning, throughout this, this scene, Nick Cage is wandering around in like tidy whities socks, and a tiger t-shirt. Yeah. And he looks totally destroyed like he conveys it 
perfectly. He he acts the fuck out of this. And I, I don't mean like, oh, he's just hamming it up Nick Cage style. Like, no, he is like in anguish. Like you feel bad for him. Like you, immediately you're like, you feel like what is happening. Yeah. Nick Cage does a great job here. He, do, he does a great job here. And I would say that like maybe the, uh, the things that people expect from Nick Cage, like the, uh, what you would call the kind of normal, like crazy Nick Cage does come out for the last half of the movie, but where it is contextually perfect. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like it, it, it deserves to be there. And like, that's like, it's gotta be part of why Nick Cage was cast for this role because yeah. like, well, he, he actually approached you. He said in that interview that he wanted yeah, he, to be in one of his movies. Yep. And oh. this was his chance. And yep. holy shit. <laughs> Fuck, man. It is. Yeah. The fight scenes are just fucking hyper intense and weird. Just fucking brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's And so uh, Nick Cage kind of has a little bit of a mental break, as, as one might expect. As one would expect. And he manages to get free because they leave yeah, him get, there for dead. Like they stab him in the side and yep. make him watch as his wife gets burned alive. Yep. And then they're just and then they just leave. They're, you know? they're real sure of themselves, <laughs> which turns out to be folly. Um, so Cage gets free and kind of has a, a bit of a, a mental break in his own house. And then the next scene, the, you get right to it. Like, yep. um, the next, uh, he, next title card flashes after he's like, he goes to his friend's house. Who's like a survivalist in the woods. Um, like, you know, army vet kind of thing. Uh, and he's just like, blah, blah, blah. I need the Reaper. And the guy's like, okay. And it's a fucking crossbow with a scope on it. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm hunting. And like, he just looks like he's like on the verge of dying. And, uh, it's just in like, he's like, oh, you depend on what you're hunting. I got something for you. And he has these two like handmade fucking arrows. He's like, they'll go through bone, like fucking a fat, a fat kid through through cake. cake. And you're just like, oh, you just got (laughs) to promise me one thing. You put them to good use. Like, oh my fucking God. And boy, howdy. Does he ever? Well, he, he tells um, him too. He's like, I, you don't have good odds. Like, the, yeah. especially the black skulls. Tell, you know, like, yeah, oh, he fuck. tells him who they are. Yeah. Oh, and like he talks, he talks about like the black skulls. Like he does, he sets up a little story for them. He's like, you know, they're on the fucking they they um, they they fucked over an LSD uh, a maker a chemist, and he gave him a bad batch, and they've been fucking nuts ever since. And, uh, yeah, that seems pretty accurate. And then it just gets right the fuck to it. Yeah, the title card drops, and it's, like, a very, like, fucking, like, black metal logo, Mandy. When they've got, like, like, uh, the occasional hallucinations of Mandy that look like her illustrations. They look like her illustrations are, like, they, like, vaguely like the, uh, like, the old style of fucking animation, like, the, 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 actually, like, heavy metal, late 70, like, heavy metal, yeah. So she's, like, in a, in a wasteland jungle, and, like, the first one he gets is her, like, her rotting and dying. And the next one is like, I think it's like her wandering through this wasteland. The next one's like her with like a fucking giant wounded creature, which I think is supposed to be him because it's stabbed in the side in the same spot. Oh, yeah. God damn it. And you're just like, fuck me. This is insane. And then, you know, once you get to the action sequences, because they are gory and brutal, like it is like it's in slasher territory, but it's not so overdone that I couldn't handle it. Right. 
uh, it's but it is done creative. perfectly. They're so fucking weird. Yeah. So he pegs one of the dudes with a fucking arrow while he's riding his bu- his motorcycle, mm-hmm. and then he gets he gets captured in a moment where you're like, did Nick Cage or did you know did did Red just get captured on purpose? I mean, it's worth wondering. And you like it feels like it because like he doesn't seem to give a shit that he's captured. Like as soon as he's he sees like he wakes up with a, his hand nailed to the ground and the other hand chained to a pipe, and he's just taunting the guy. And he's like he's messing with the guy who's he's got him fucking chained to a wall. And it's one of these black skulls dudes, and uh, like he starts like fake crying. He's like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't, and then like he's like, you're a really. It's like he's like you're a really brutal snowflake, and just beats this dude over the fucking head with a pipe that he rips <laughs> off the wall, and you're just like, what the fuck? Oh my god! And Cage just like from that point on, Cage is like at ten, and you're just like, mm-hmm. and so before this though, sorry, we skipped an important part. He forges an axe with a pike on the end. Yeah, like Nick Cage, fucking murderous blacksmith. Forges a fucking like an axe in this movie to do exact his vengeance, and it's like you know almost like it's in like a between like Reaper scythe axe and like stabbing spear territory. It's it's weird looking, but it's cool as shit. Extremely metal. It's extremely metal. This is a very metal movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he gets loose, knocks this guy into a pit. And uh, goes to goes to find one of the other dudes, who's like snorting in initially what looks like ash, and like cause, you know the lighting is weird. So I'm like, my brain's like, is he snorting like another burned corpse? Because they do like to eat people. They do. So, eat I mean, people. that wouldn't be too off message for them. And uh, it turns out to be coke, but you know. It was weird. The lighting's weird, but I think it's intentional. You know, it looks like he's like in a face full of ash. And so he finds this guy and he's got like a fucking a spike where, of course, he also as he's trying to find this dude, he finds people who have been killed Mm -hmm. in very uh, unsexy ways. Yeah. And then he finds the guy and he's got like a spike where his dick should be. And you're like, ow. That seems bad. Yeah. And so Nick Cage and him have a fight, and boy fucking howdy, is it like Nick Cage cuts this, like, they're like, Nick Cage almost gets impaled by his dick spike. But before this, before he can kill him, before the guy can, you know, get him, Nick Cage, like, cuts his throat with a box cutter. And, like, just bleeds him out. Onto his face. And he's just like he starts laughing, and you're like, "Oh no, yeah, <laughs> this, this is, is the direction this is where it, it has gone." Fucking wild, and like then where, where? Uh, go ahead. You could say that um, John Wick gets like real calculating and cold. This is the opposite direction. Yeah, Red just goes insane, like full unhinged. Like I'm gonna kill everyone involved in this, and you're like, "Yeah, no, I can tell." Um, <laughs> So the, the guy he jumped, he dumped in a pit, uh, comes back and he's, you know, <laughs> so you, you, you cut my favorite shirt. Cause that's yeah, one of the things cut that happens. My favorite shirt and just kills him. And proceeds just, to, they, they got the fucking, 
Bruce Lee like next oh, snap, yeah. which Nick Cage wanted yep. to do, and it just fits beautifully in that scene. So the interview he had, he says specifically, it do, by the way, it does 100%. He's like, I wanted, you know, before I wanted this character, before he fights, to, to fight like Bruce Lee a little bit. And you're like, okay. And then he's like, and after he drinks this, this stuff, the serum, because he drinks a serum that he finds in this fucking biker it's hangout. It's the LSD. It's the acid. It's the bad LSD. And uh, he's like, I wanted to fight like like a Jewish golem of old. <laughs> and you're just oh, like, yeah, like, and it's like to go what's from great just like, being a strong fighter to a monolith. To, it's a monolith. Yeah. And like, that's exactly what he did, though. Yeah, because the, the fights before that are super brutal and super like, you know, they could go either way. The fights after are, you know, who's winning. Yeah, he's just there. Like he barely like, struggles. Like maybe the chainsaw fight, which also the chainsaw fight, holy a little shit. bit. Yeah, chainsaw duel. But for the most part, just like advances on people. Like that's all it's, he does. Like unstoppable, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, holy um, shit. And like the 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 movie keeps doing like these hype and like this last last act of the movie is like an hour long and it's just an hour of nick cage taking people apart in a really hyper stylistic way and like the 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 shooting like it starts to look like alien landscape and shit as the guy shoots and you're just like until until at the very end where it is literally alien right well yeah that is yeah that is true uh which is insane and super metal and great um so he gets to the last guy Who's he finds him just standing out by a flaming car. And uh, you know, after he's done the the bad LSD that the bikers had drove the bikers insane, he uh shoots this guy in the throat with a fucking arrow. Oh, yep, and he just kind of shrugs that one off. He pulls it out and just he's a court he's just just bleeding out his face hole. And uh He's like he's taunting Red or Nick Cage's character the whole time. He's like, "Your wife burns still," and you're just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and Cage just just destroys this dude. Yeah, and he just and like he like pushes him into the fire and he lights up and you just like fuck you and you're like, "Oh my god, it's great, it's so good, it's such a good fucking movie." And this is just the biker gang. Yeah, you get a short. We breather. haven't even gotten to the cult. Yeah. Yeah. You get a short breather because he visits the the chemist, the guy who made the the drugs in the first place. Which is also an amazing scene. Let me tell you, like, let me just say also fucking the guy who plays the chemist, Richard Brake, Richard Brake, I don't know how to say it. Um, He's a w- pretty well-known actor. He's a character actor. He's in, you know, weird shit all the time. But he's in all kinds of stuff. And he's always amazing. Yeah. And he's amazing in this. Like, you're like... Man, you are just super... I'm trying to think of what, what he'd be known for. Uh, he's the Night King in Game of Thrones. Um, he's in Grimm. He's in the Transporter series. I'm trying, just trying to find like a well-known thing. Transporter series is up there. Yeah, he's, he's just a generic mook in that. But he's in all kinds of stuff. You've seen his face, is what I'm saying. Like, he's like... Oh, yeah. He was in Doom. Oh, God. And he's really good in this as like the fucking weirdo. He's like, a weirdo chemist with a tiger. Yeah, you know, pet tiger, no big deal. So like Cage Cage's character shows up 
to this guy's fucking lab in the woods, which, you know, yeah, once again, starting to look like starting to look like fucking alien landscape already a oh, little yeah. bit. Vaguely. It's getting re- like he's getting more and more disconnected from reality as this goes on. It's so good, though. Um, he like goes in and like every shot after the uh, after he takes the after anyone takes the drugs, they do the, the, the thing right. They actually do the like your pupils expanding, your pupils dilating. Mm-hmm. So this stuff does it to like a cartoonish level where it's like his entire eye iris is taken up by the pupil. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, that's fucking that's some super LSD, I guess. Jesus. And like uh, the the chemist is doing LSD as he's making it. Yeah. Well, he's he's just like soaking his hands in it. Yeah. As he's, as he's like making the, the papers the and stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, man, that seems like a lot. That seems like you're doing a whole lot. Seems like a uh, lot of acid. It's not a small amount. And that's it. So for those of you who are not familiar, LSD will absorb through your skin. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever given LSD by a friend or something like LSD even, and uh, you put it in your pocket, make sure it's in a baggie or somewhere that it can't get wet because it will soak through your clothing into your skin. And suddenly your adventure starts much sooner than you thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. Be prepared for that. Heads up, everyone. Keep that shit in a baggie or in a jar somewhere, preferably in your freezers. Anyway, um, so, yeah, man, uh, Nick Cage and him stare at each other and uh, Nick apparently are communicating ideas. (laughs) Well, because, yeah, at this point, Nick Cage is just staring. Yeah, his his pupils are hyper dilated and he is just staring at this dude. And uh, the guy's like, "Can you see the 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 cos the the the, uh, the the cosmic darkness?" And he's like, and he just nods, like the guy nods, not Nick Cage. Nick Cage's character just stares the whole time, yeah, motionless. And uh, and he's like, "Oh, you're right." And then he releases the fucking tiger, which is you know metaphorical because he unleashes Nick Cage on this cult in a second. So he releases a tiger to the wilderness. Incredibly bold move mm-hmm. and one i respect you know no big deal yeah so i was actually like my brain was like is nick cage gonna fight the cult with a tiger because that would own but they didn't go that quite that ridiculous but you know he could have and also because nick cage the entire time early in the movie was wearing a tiger t-shirt uh, uh there it is so it's like, ah, oh, it's linked. He's the tiger. The tiger is him. He's been unleashed. So the tiger goes out in the in the fucking woods and is like roaring and being a big fuck off tiger. And then the the guy like looks to the to this to his ceiling near to the sky to the darkness, and just says north. Yeah, because he's uh, trying to figure out where to go to the, the cult. To, and it's just north. to kill the cult. Yeah, and north. so Nick Cage goes north, finds the cult building a church in the middle of fucking nowhere. And uh, he, like, every shot of the cult members is, like, you can see Cage in the background staring at them from the wood line and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. And at some point, like, the, the cult people are going to get supplies. And you just see Nick Cage standing in the trees, like, not really hiding. But he's put fucking, uh, what are they called? Those caltrops. Things that, caltrops, big enough to fucking flatten tires in the road. And uh, they all their tires go flat, 
and the guy gets out, and within a second, Cage is just there on top of him. And you're like, huh. <laughs> yup. He, he, like, he's not interested in talking to this dude. Mm. Like, he's not trying to get information. Nope. He headbutts this dude, knocks him down, shoves up against a tree, and the guy is, like, taunting him about killing his wife. So, in the middle of, like, him saying something, he just jams the fucking spear end of this weapon into his mouth and just yep. shoves it in. And you're yep. like, oh! <laughs> and the guy's, like, choking out on his own blood because Nick Cage has shoved a fucking spear through the back of his neck. Holy fuck. And, like, the girl, like, one of the girls he, in the cult is there. Yeah, he, he spares her for whatever reason. Probably because like, he's... He didn't. I think he didn't see her. Yeah, and she wasn't acting weird. Also, so she presumably runs like hell. Um, and then he gets to the actual cult thing, and they have a fucking chainsaw duel. Yeah, which is fucking amped up. This is after, of course, he throws an axe into another man's head. Oh right, yeah, the the, the little shitty fucking weird tweaker guy. Yeah, no big he, deal. He throws his giant axe into his skull, like, from across, presumably across the forest at this point. Like, it's just, like, blap, dead. And you're like, fuck. And he takes it. And, like, as he's, like, the guy's falling, he takes the axe. And you're just like, that's fucking too good. This is yeah. too good. And then they have this fucking, he, he stumbles upon the guy, puts his axe down, picks up the chainsaw and he's just trying to start it and this is where like the golem thing really shows where he's just like he's just not making any noise not not saying anything not not no facial expression even he just looks like he's like i'm gonna start this chainsaw and cut your fucking head off mm-hmm. and um he because he having trouble getting it started uh the guy pulls out a giant chainsaw and they proceed to have a fucking chainsaw fight which is I know that may sound stupid. It's not. It's fucking rad. It's super metal. And, Ugh. uh, yeah. So Nick Cage and this guy, like, it, it comes to kind of like a, a, a standstill. And Nick Cage's solution to this is to start swinging a lumber, a logging chain around with his hand, wrapping it around the guy's neck, and dragging him onto the still running chainsaw on the ground. Oh my God. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Excuse me, though. But for real, excuse me. Yeah. But hey, Sir, wait a minute. Hold on a minute. This is a lot to take in. And, like, Cage is, like, just taking these motherfuckers apart. And, uh... Just he dismantling. Get, just, and he gets to the fucking church, finally. And, like, sees one of their one of the books the guy's written or something. And, like, he, just, he sees the trap door to whatever fucking weird church hole they've built. And uh, goes down it and runs into the guy's uh, lady. And uh, there's a weird scene there. That's a weird fucking scene. Yeah, you know, tries to seduce him. Pretty standard shit. And gets her head chopped the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Deserved it. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to seduce. And then you're just like, no nope. one is seducing anybody. No, you, are you made a beheaded. mistake. You just yeah, tried the, to uh, seduce the golem. Yeah, and the golem here is not fucking around. So the next scene is like the 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 leaders in like his weird fucking cult shower, being a being a creep, and Nick Cage just bowls her fucking head in. Yup. And you're like, all right, that's a good way to introduce yourself. And uh, the whole time the leader's trying to talk Cage out of it, like he's trying to talk him down. Well, well, first and, he's like, oh, but I'm you know, 
I'm filled oh, with yeah, holy that's... power. You can't you can't touch yeah, me. Yeah, it's you like can't you don't even me. have a soul, and you're just like it doesn't matter anymore, Chief. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe now's not the time well, for this. And honestly, <laughs> like I I was just because I was enjoying it so much, I was almost reading into it like a little bit further where like this guy, this cult leader claims to be the manifestation of, of God of like filled with holy power, but he's literally in a pit. Like he is in a mine shaft under the church. Like he is the devil. Yeah. And, and Nick cage is like red is. Yeah. The the divine rat people. Right, right. No, 100%. It definitely feels like that. Yeah. So even though he's freaky and his voice has gotten all like dark yeah. and everything, like he is the retribution. Right. For a false and prophet. He, and it's... Oh. Boy, fucking howdy. Is it just like, yeah, this is tight. Well, cause, <laughs> because you are so on his side. Oh, 100%. There's no point where you're like, man, this guy's overreacting. You're yeah, like, no, this is no perfectly ambiguity. reasonable. No ambiguity. It's just like... Oh, he's uh, he's murdering those people. Yup, that Good. was deserved. Yeah, these people deserve to get axed in the fucking face. <laughs> uh, and you know, it's it, there's like I would say, if anyone watches this movie and sides with the cultists, you know what to do, listeners. Yeah, you forge an axe and beat them with it. That seems um, extremely sensible. Because that's like that is like a fucking red flag right there. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Well, maybe you should have hey, talked it out with these people. Mm. Maybe no. Mm, maybe you get maybe never. fucking. You get chainsawed. You get shot with arrows, and you get beat with a custom made axe and spear combination. Ah, uh, fuck. So, the cult guy, like his whole speech, is really like the cult guy does a great job being an evil piece of shit. Yeah, like it's like he's like channeling some Jim Jones ass shit, man. It's it's some real fucking like the the cult feel is there. It's perfect. Like he does a great job. And, uh, I'm trying and to think. realistically, like, he's just a bitter like folk singer. He is. He's a he's Ned Dennehy is who who plays him, and he is fucking great. Like he is extremely good. At, he like he channels it. Like he's just like he's a fucking shitty folk singer who wasn't popular. And started leading a cult. And he's he's actually a TV actor, it looks like. He's in oh, a ton man. of stuff. He's in a ton I, of shit. I mean, he's good in this, but it, man, that character's a piece of shit. Oh, no. And then that's the thing. is like, he does it so well that you're like, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it just fucking, yeah. So Cage kind of just walks up on him. And, like, you're like, oh, this is going to get real brutal. And just crushes his fucking skull while he's begging him mm-hmm. not to with his hands. You're just like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Man. Everyone does such a fucking great job. There's, there is no, nobody is sleeping on this. Like, everybody no, every in the cast is just giving 110%. Well, it's so good. They're it's all really so good. fucking good. Like, the, the villains are great. The fucking... The, 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 oh man, one of the, the characters is named Brother Klopek. Um, but, uh, no, like all the characters are just fantastic. And everyone, everyone in this is like, they do such a good job. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> the, uh, 
the fucking the black skulls people have names. Scabs, fuck pig, and dog the dog. God damn it. Also, uh, Cheddar Goblin, no big deal. Did you see that thing in the beginning? The Cheddar the commercial. Yeah, that was so fucked up. Cheddar Goblin. Um. Yeah, dude. This. I mean, so like, yeah. And, don't like, don't sleep on this movie. Don't sleep Go on this see movie. It. Go, Go see, see it immediately. This movie immediately, or rent it, or whatever. Something. Encourage this shit. This is good. Absolutely encourage this. This is just incredible. Like it's, it seems like it would like just on its description, it's like, oh, you know, it's fucking weird horror stylized, whatever. No, this is a good ass movie that happens to be in that genre. Uh, yeah. A fucking horror action horror. Yeah. Yeah. Revenge movie is a good way to get better way to describe it. I think, but yeah, it's fucking, ugh, it's just so goddamn good. Like, like career defining is pretty fucking like it's, it's up there. This is up there with like his. Cage's best stuff. Yeah. And if you've seen Cage, you know he can be fucking like... Because he's been good in a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, fucking... Got, what was it? Uh, Lord of War? Lord of War, he's fantastic. He's really good in that. Like, that movie... Like, I I swear... That's a, that another slept-on fucking movie, also, I think. But, like, don't sleep on this one. This is good. And also, if you like this one, go see Beyond a Black Rainbow. Because that is some shit. You'll get yeah, yeah. kind of more of this guy's work. And it's like... Oh, he no, was the a, camera and electrical director it's on a much, Tombstone. Much slower yeah. burn. It is. But, it's a different film. But but it's still worth watching. Especially definitely. if you enjoy the style of Mandy. 100%. I would say, yeah. And he, like, you know, I'm looking at the picture of Panos Cosmatos. And you're like, yeah, that's what a man named Panos Cosmatos looks like. There you go. Um... He shows up to red carpet events in like Dickie's shirts and fucking like a parka. What a hero. This man's my fucking he's my favorite. He's he's the best. Holy shit. Anyway, this is fucking it's too good. There's nothing I can say bad about this movie. Yeah, see this movie. See it. It's so fucking good. And like the lady who plays his wife, like she's fucking great. Yeah. She's like, she's, she seems like a rad lady like that. She plays the character very well. You're like, oh man, I want a metal wife. Also a confusing metal wife. (laughs) Everybody does. Who doesn't? No one. That face when no confusing metal girlfriend. That's right. Uh, It's Andrea Riseborough. She's been in a ton of stuff too. Um, she was in the Waco miniseries. Oh Yeah. And she's in uh, fucking Birdman. Oh, Birdman is really yeah. good. And apparently she was in fucking Oblivion, which Wait, is less what? good. Yeah, she's in Oblivion. All right. Yeah. It's not the Tom Cruise flick. Oh. Where All Tom right. Cruise is like a clone of Tom Cruise. Because of course he is. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, go see Mandy. You fucking lunatics. Yeah, it's check amazing. This, check this fucking movie out. You will it's not be disappointed. It's five bucks on Prime Video Holy right fuck, now. what are you waiting for? Like, see it you in the theater it. if you can. See I'm actually theater. kind of Absolutely. considering it now. Yeah, same. And, and by kind of, I mean I just need to find the time. I don't think there's... Yeah, there's no theaters in our area, my area, showing it, sadly. But uh, no, this is great. Go see it, man. 
it's fucking I like I said I can't say anything bad about this it's too good yeah it's fuck <laughs> so that's the show yeah show that's is the go show. see Mandy go see Mandy go see Mandy immediately that's the show don't that's wait on this it. one don't wait you will go thank see it in us you will be like yeah this is fucking rad <laughs> if you've liked our weird movie recommendations before you'll like this mm-hmm Especially because Nick Cage is just so fucking good in this, it. Nick Cage is incredible in this film. Like, again, he's a he's an actor I've made fun of who's definitely got a weird side to him. He yeah. is amazing in this movie. 100% doesn't even matter. And you're just like, yeah, that's fucking... He's, he's too incredibly tight. And you're just like, this is fucking rad as fuck. And what's great is, like, I think, like, Nick Cage is getting older. I mean, he's, you know, he's in his 50s, I want to say. Uh yeah, early, late forties, early fifties, probably early fifties. Actually, let he's me. He's born check. in sixty four, so he's he's getting up there. Um, but he like it like it doesn't even show a little bit. Like he looks like a thirty. Like he like he looks late thirties. Yeah, late thirties, early forties. Like he looks and acts like that very effectively, and you're just like, yeah, all right, Nick Cage. I, this is believable. It's not like when Tom Cruise does it, and he's like. They've used enough CG to... Because f- Nick Cage's character looks like a normal dude. Also, Nick Cage, I think... Looks like a normal dude. You know what I mean? Tom Cruise is older than Nick Cage. Is he? No way. God damn it. I'm looking. I'm, I'm pissed off by that. Tom Cruise is two years older than Nick Cage. Yeah. So... And, Here's he, the deal. Nick and Cage he looks is substantially playing. like at least Nick Cage isn't trying to fake it. No, Nick Cage looks like his he looks like uh, I'd say younger than his age. But like, you know, he's he's a pretty like functionally decent looking human where it's just like he looks like a regular dude in this movie because his character is a regular dude put in a fucking horrifying circumstance. Yeah. And then, you know, he becomes the fucking golem and he becomes the golem, which really I, guess, I think that's all we could hope for in moments of great personal crisis oh, and tragedy. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, if there are people that need to be golemed on, hope yeah. that you can become the golem. Hope that you can become the golem, should the golem ever be needed, right? Extremely metal, also. Just extraordinarily metal. Just yeah. the whole fucking movie, just like, yeah, this is fucking rad. Go see it. It's very metal. Go see this movie. Go see it. Anyway. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. I love you. $12,000 a kilo. The next ingredient costs $7,000 a kilo. The next less expensive, $5,000 a kilo. Another one, $3,400 a kilo. We bought it directly from the certified patented FDA-approved whole nine yards, laboratories that make it. We had it scientifically mixed at the highest standards. Okay.